So keep on casting. Keep on casting. How many of you have ever seen a cast net? How many of you have ever used a cast net? Uh-huh. Not well. Well, there's something that you do that's interesting. You put part of it in your teeth, you know, with the little lead line around. And then the, you throw the rest of it over your shoulder. And so you're holding this thing in your teeth. And you, throw, and you take it and you, as hard as you can, as far as you can, with finesse, of course. You take and you sling it and it opens up in a big circle of netting. Yeah. And then it falls and hopefully he falls on some fish. But you had better remember to open your teeth. Otherwise, you may cast your teeth right out with the net. But there's a picture there when you see someone cast it. I mean, they throw it really far. What? They're good at it. They're good at it. The ones that are good at it. Then, then we saw some last time we were at the beach. They were learning. They were just learning. Did better than I probably could do, but, but they're just learning. But the whole concept of cast is to throw it far. You th- you, 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 when you cast something, it's not means like doesn't mean like just lay it down right there. So we're going to talk about three different things that we should cast. And when I w- want to think, and you know, when you're casting for that that trout that's that's under that branch, that's in that honey hole right over there, you know. And you're back here because you don't want to scare it, right? You don't want to startle it and it's swim away. you got the big daddy trout rainbow sitting in there. And so you cast it. You cast it over far. And if you just cast it just to the side of the boat or just where you're standing waiting, you're never going to catch that fish. Casting is, is far. It's like throwing a rock. It's like one time I got really upset on a job and I had my hammer and I cast my hammer into the abyss. I had a hard time finding that hammer. <laughs> but that happens. Some people do that with golf clubs. I don't know. Cast your golf club, you know, far away. Good. Well, there are three things that are really critical, I feel like, in our Christian walk that we cast far away. Not sometimes very carefully and with finesse and with, with intention. Like the lure or the cast net. But the first thing I want to talk about, there's three things. Cast your cares. Cast your cares. Now, those you really want to cast really, really hard. But it's our choice. It's something we do. We cast them on our Father. You know, on the Son, on the Spirit. They can handle it much better than we. Amen? So, we are instructed. Cast your bread. That's your stuff. The stuff that you have that has value, that has nourishment, that has, are you with me? That has substance. Cast your bread and then cast your nets. Cast your nets. Let's begin with cast your cares. In Mark, first chapter, verses 14 through 20, this is New American Standard. And after John had been taken into custody, this is John the Baptist, Jesus, the cousin to Jesus, Came into Galilee. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Now that has a lot to do with the fact that Jesus was there. 
The kingdom of God is at hand, the place where God rules. Repent and believe in the gospel, this good news that's about the kingdom being here, being close. You can experience this kingdom. And he was going along by the Sea of Galilee. He saw, as he was going along, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. So you can see him casting. A lot of times they would just lay it out and then gather it. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And they immediately left the nest and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went away to follow him. Fishers of men. And I want us to keep that. Kind of central in our minds as we talk about all of this, that the ultimate thing that Jesus told these followers that he was going to make them was fishers of men. Thanks for the nets out there, ladies. That's good. And this one. So cast your cares, cast your bread and cast your nets. But before we can really do anything of any consequence... We need to get rid of our cares. We need to get rid of those things that burden us down. Those things that eat our lunch. The things that rob our joy. The things that burden us down. The things that occupy our minds to such a degree that we can't be effective fishers of men. Yeah, sometimes in extreme cases, it'll put you in a fetal position with no... but, but Hopefully, you know, none of us experiences that kind of thing. But we have an opportunity as believers to cast our cares upon him. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Where is it? There it is. Because he cares for it. Cast all your anxiety on him. If you enjoy your anxiety, (laughs) I didn't say this, but my mother said you're sick. So (laughs) you have to be careful how loud you speak. No, I'm kidding. I would agree, mother. I would agree. I would agree. Uh oh, do you feel like. I didn't throw my mother under the bus. My mother and I have a great relationship over many years. (laughs) Many, many years. But there's a process in this whole thing, and in this verse you can see it. As we cast our cares, we humble ourselves under his mighty hand. We admit that, hey, you know what? We can't carry these. We're not designed to carry these. Jesus took all our cares upon him, upon himself, on the tree, so we can cast them on him. And they've been taken care of. 
You know, that's not just a theory, y'all. That's, a, that's, that's a, an exercise as believers that we need to engage in. When we sense that we are getting overburdened, you know, just too much. It's not, it's not avoidance to cast your cares on him. And some of you who are, are self-starters and are achievers and are able and capable, and are, it's difficult for us to think that somebody else has to do something for you or for us. You know, I can do it myself. In fact, I can probably do it better myself, right? That's scary, isn't it? But the truth is, you can't carry the burdens of this world. But he can. And he wants to. And he's saying, just humble yourselves, swallow your pride. Like the first song we sang, lay me down. <laughs> lay me down. Giving up, you know, my pride and all that. Under God's mighty name. And he, that he, and I love the way it's put here in, in IV, that he may lift you up in due time. Because he can't lift you up unless you cast those cares on him. Are you with me? Of course he could. He's powerful enough, but that's not the way he's got it designed. Okay. First Peter two twenty four through twenty five, and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds we were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. This is who he is. He is dependable. He has done it. We can cast our cares on him. So now that we've cast our cares on him, and golly, just how, how light do you feel when you remember to do that? You know, when you walk around, you keep carrying, and it's like the load just gets a little heavier, a little heavier, but it's, it happens so slowly you kind of don't notice it, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like you're just burdened down, right? It's like the frog in the boiling water, right? You know, it just kind of sneaks up. Yeah. And then you're cooked. <laughs> your frog is cooked. <laughs> so cast your bread. So now that you're free, it's like you have things that God has put in you. Every one of us has gifts and talents that God has put into you. You can look back at your life and there are things that you do that you never studied or that you never worked at developing some sort of ability to do them but it's just there it's just it's just there i mean why i think sometimes why can i look at something and see the physical attributes you know and and how things fit it's what you said one time you're good at spatial relations i didn't i didn't like study spatial relations it's just something god put in there and every one of us has that thing and some of us has multiple things humble yourselves <laughs> Amen. But he wants us to take those things and he wants us to hone them and develop them. And then use them for his glory and his kingdom. Are you with me? It's where he wants us to invest those things. And it promises great yield. Great yield. You, you, when, when you do the thing you're called and designed to do... <laughs> It's just fulfilling. It's fulfilling. And it doesn't have to be like some amazing thing. 
It is amazing because God said it was amazing because he's the one that put it in there. And he said, do it. And so do it. And it's amazing. Even if it's simple to you or to someone else even. But this bread, if you will, this, this whatever you've been given, this is what the Lord wants us to do. This is Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through 6, if I may use the Old Testament. Cast... That was supposed to be kind of a joke. Cast, <laughs> I like you sitting on the front row, huh? Cast your bread upon the waters. Cast your bread upon... Throw your talents out there. Throw whatever it is that God has given you. I've got to tell you a little story. Just a little story. When, when we were first saved, our whole family kind of got saved around the same time. And um, I, I had this really great... Sunday school teacher. Y'all, I believe in Sunday school. I believe in youth group. I believe in those things. I was influenced by those. That's just on the side. Um, but this guy really shared with us Jesus. Alan Calloway. And he spent time with us. We went on hikes together. We did all kinds of stuff. Well, I was learning a lot. I thought Jesus was a pretty amazing person. You know, I could see... I could see emulating somebody that had that much right. You know? No holes. I mean, it was, he was, like, perfect. And uh, so we began, our family began to be influenced. And there was one time we were at the table and I said, Hey, let's ask the blessing. And so, and so we did. And then later, my dad says to my mom, well, well, I'm the one that worked so hard and made the money and put that food on the table. He should, they should be thanking me. I mean, I'm sure it was more dockized, you know. Yeah. But uh, we got to come to the place where we realize that all our bread is from him. Amen. Everything that we are is from him, you know, and he's given us the ability to to develop those gifts and those talents. But it still began in him. Are you, are you with me? So he wants us to take that and throw it. I mean, send it, distribute it just in your mind. Just kind of think of use it, exercise it. You know, don't keep it under a bushel, right? Cast your bread upon the waters. After many days, you will find it again. It's not gone. Give portions to seven, yes to eight. For you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. And of course, it's talking about food as well. If cloud, How about money? If clouds are full of water, they pour rain upon the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there will it lie. That's pretty profound, isn't it? Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Oh, there's a line in the street. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, even as much as we've learned about it, we still don't really fully. I mean, wow, amazing. So you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Next verse. So your Seed in the morning. It is a sowing process. When we give away, it comes back to us. 
1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 9. And then I'll be, and you can't give away if you're full of anxiety. Are you with me? Cast your cares first, then cast your bread. What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants. Because some people are saying, oh, man, man, I'm a, I think Apollos is like the coolest apostle. And no, no, I like Paul better. You know, he's a lot better teacher and whatever. So only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned each his task. I planted the seed. Apollo watered it. But God made it grow. But they were casting. They were casting. And God makes increase. That's his economy. We cast what he's given and he increases it. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything. (laughs) But only God who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. God's building. Isn't that powerful? That's powerful. And so we can trust in this God. And this is one I really like. Mark 12 41 through 44, this is King James Version. And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and behold how the people cast money into the treasury. And beheld how people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw, I love this, threw, cast, you know, in two mites, which make a farthing. It's not very much. And he called unto him, his disciples and saith to them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. Man. That makes me feel a little better about the little bit of talent, you know? Or the little bit of money. Or the little bit of ability. Or the little bit of influence. You know? It really doesn't matter. It's something about what's in here. That really matters to God. For all they did cast in their abundance. But she of her want did cast in all that she had. Even all her living. Wow. So what's God asking? He's saying, first of all, I gave it all to you. And if you have any anxiety, I want you to cast it on me. I'll handle that for you. But I want you to take everything that I've given and plant it. Cast it. Send it out. Use it. Use it. From your heart. From your heart. Not because you think you're going to get something back. Not because you think someone's going to be impressed. By how much you do in the community, you know, that you've got your name on the front page of the Franklin Press. Wow. <laughs> I think it's pretty fun. If, if You know, I mean, I love to read when y'all get your name on, you know, on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Just kidding. But it is serious. The casting everyone. So cast your nets. Cast your nets. And that's a whole different 
thing. But once you're free of anxiety, once you begin to, from your heart, knowing that the Lord has taken care of you and me, that we can cast the things that he's given us without fear that we're going to end up with nothing or that we're going to be taken advantage of. Because you know what? You probably will be taken advantage of. But that's God's gig. It's God's thing. Those are God's things to start with. And he's asked you to give them away. Crazy, isn't it? But he is the one who will give the increase if you'll plant. So cast your nets. John 21. I like this. 1 through 12. After these things, Jesus manifested himself again. He had, he had already been killed and buried and risen again. Amazing. To the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and he manifested himself in this way. They were together, Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to him, said to, said to them, I am going fishing. I'm, you know, you can imagine what he's thinking. So they said to him, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll go too. We'll go too. We may as well be fishing. The master's gone. Ah. So they went out and they got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. Nothing. But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach. Woo. That, that must have been a, a trip, right? Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus therefore said to them, children. I love that. Children. You do not have any fish, do you? <laughs> Sounds like your little brother. They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast your net on the right side of the boat. And it's like, really, Jesus? Come on, man. It's like, here's the left side. Here's the right side. I mean, really? <laughs> And you will find a catch. They cast their four, and then they were not able to haul it in because of the great number of fish. It's like, hmm. That disciple, therefore, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, it's the Lord. <laughs> and so when Peter, Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put, out, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work. And threw himself into the sea. <laughs> he cast himself into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat. For they were not far from the land, but about 100 yards away, dragging the net full of fish. And so when they got out upon the land, they saw a charcoal fire already laid and fished, fish prepared on it and bread. You know, and I just, I just love that. I love that Jesus like, didn't get over-spiritual on him or anything. He just, like, made breakfast. He made breakfast. He meets us where we are. He knows our needs. He's very practical. Very practical. And he's really good at fishing. <laughs> really good. So he knows where he wants us to cast our bread. He knows... 
where he wants us to cast our nets. And he will lead God and direct by his Holy Spirit. That's what he does. And then he'll take that and he'll multiply it. He'll go from no fish because we're doing whatever we're doing. Our little ministry, we're doing it our way and it's just not working. And then when we listen to the master and he says, cast your net on the other side and we go, what? How is that going to work? And then we can't even haul in all the all the surplus. It's amazing. I, 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 we have so much to learn about how dependent we are on the Lord and how rewarding He is. Those who come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Wow! He is. And so they got up on the land and saw the charcoal fire and their mouths began to water and Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of large fish. A hundred and fifty three. A hundred and fifty. They counted them. A hundred and fifty three. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. You know what? Your ministry can Support and handle whatever God calls. Your nets will not break. Don't worry about it. Just do what he says. Amen. Just do what he says. Golly, I'm preaching to myself really hard right here. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Jesus said to them, come, I have very deep theological discussion to have with you. (laughs) No. He said, come and have breakfast. Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to question him. Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Do what? They knew. They knew. You know what? I'm going to leave off the next two scriptures. Um, I don't know. Maybe I I shouldn't. It's still early. I'm going to read them. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21, New American Standard. Now, all these things are from God. That is important. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Man, cast those nets. He's given that ministry to us. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling or bringing back together, putting back together this broken relationship, the world to himself, now not counting their trespasses against them. Nah, he doesn't account all my sins that I dig up and remember and, and sometimes am uh, not tormented, but, you know, I think of some of the stuff I did, you know. I was young and dumb, you know, and now I'm old and... and and having more revealed to me. Amen. Yeah, I'm not going to say no. I got my faith. Folks helping me. I like it. A lot. But that's the whole casting our cares. I mean, he, he loves us. In spite of it. If he didn't, we would be hopeless. So when you do remember those crazy things, just remember that he's forgiven. He's reconciled. You to himself. Family, father, 
son, friend. Not counting their trespasses against them. Very important. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Wow, what a great word. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were entreating through us, calling through us, catching those fish through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Speaking, this is what we say to folks. He made, this is our posture. He made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. A great word. A great word that we have. This is how Paul determined to cast this bread, to share this gospel, to communicate the love of the reconciler. He said this, and it's very practical. It's about as practical as as Jesus fixing the face and saying, come and eat. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, New American Standard. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all. Willing to give what God has given us to anyone. To the unlikely, to the undeserving, who are just like we. I have made myself a slave to all that I might win the more, that I might win, that I might catch me some fish. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. Notice he didn't say become a Jew. <laughs> he was. But you understand? Didn't become, just I was able to talk to him, you know. I mean, I, I, I'm not, still not real good at that. But, to Jews I became as a Jew that I might win Jews. There's a purpose. To those who are under the law as under the law. Though not being myself under the law. That I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law as without law. Though not being without the law. Of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men that I might, that I may be all means, by all means, I'm sorry, that I may by all means save some. And I do all things for the sake of the gospel, this good news, that I may become a fellow partaker of it. A co-fisherman with Jesus, he said, I will make you fishers of men. First of all, cast your cares on me. You know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved in thy house. Cast your eternal cares, cast your temporal cares Cast your heart cares, cast your money cares, cast your career cares, cast your parenting cares <laughs> upon him. Cast your son cares. On him. <laughs> Amen. 
And then take the bread he has given you and me. We take it and we invest it. We cast it out so that it may return. Not many days hence. Amen. Press down. I had to say this. I know some of y'all are thinking it and you know it. When you cast it out there, it will come back. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. By the hands of many will give into your bosom or into your heart, into your, into your deepest person. Amen? Your most intimate person. That's amazing. Cast that bread and then cast your nets. Cast your nets. Cast your nets. Now, this is a very practical application, I believe, to Franklin Covenant Church. We can, because we're 25 years, well, we're older than that, 32, how how old? 32 years, Stephanie? Something like that? 1988? So many of us are 30 years older than we were then. Some of us have already gone to glory, not some of us, but some of friends who come to church have already gone to glory. I've married some people that I was at their birthing. I mean, I haven't married them, but I've done their ceremony. You know, things change. Now, we can take our historical folk and we can just kind of enjoy each other. We can have programs that help us enjoy each other. But I believe what God says in the Bible is the church is a living organism. It's ever growing and changing. There are people being born in the world. The demographics of Franklin are totally different than when I moved here. Much less when Bobby was born here. Amen. Even big corporations have figured out that, you know what? I can build a bigger grocery store and support it. When they built that big Ingalls, I was thinking, are you kidding me? They're thinking about building another bigger one. Here. They're thinking about it. I'm not saying they're doing it. But I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I'm not just making that up. Because they understand the demographics. We are the church. The body of Christ. Do we understand the demographics? Do we understand that God is bringing more fish to Franklin? Are we going to hang up our nets and keep them around for us to like, you know, just repair? We're going to repair nets. Don't the nets look nice? Those nets are, that's probably some of the best netting I've ever seen. Or, we can get out of our comfort zones, and we can begin casting our bread. We can begin casting our nets farther than the back door. We can begin believing in, investing in, 
designing according to the Lord's program, not casting them where there are no fish, but casting them where there are fish. And we can get about the Father's business. Now, this is kind of like a family meeting. If you're a guest with us, um, God bless you. Uh, You're just going to get a little bit of family kind of instruction here. I forgot what I was going to say. I was so worried about you visitors that I fear. No fear. No fear. We want to cast our nets to the correct side. We want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. But we, we've got to change our mindset. <clears throat> some of us. And some of us need not be afraid to do the thing that seems a little crazy. Are you with me? So we've got all kinds. You know, they're in different places. We all have different bread that God, we have different talents. We have different gifts. And we can't be poo-pooing somebody else's gift because it's not like ours. And we can't be coveting somebody else's gift because it's not like ours. We need to function wherever it is that God has us. And we need to do it in such a way that we're thinking that there are fish out there that need to be caught. We need to think like Paul. I am going to be weak for the week so that I might win the week. I'm going to be all things to all men in order that I might win some. I'm not going to be all things to all men so that I can have pretty nets hanging around in my sanctuary. Honestly, I and the elders, and many others, are looking for people who believe that Franklin Covenant Church was birthed for a reason. We're looking for people who believe that this is important. That becoming fishers of men was what Jesus told the disciples that he would make them. He didn't tell them that he would make them babysitters to old fish. Ooh. It just kind of came out. I think I got a gill hung. We're looking for people who are here, believe that they belong here, have been called here, and are not looking for somewhere else to plant themselves. If you're looking for somewhere, or if you're lured by someone else or some other fellowship that is wonderful, that is called called by God to do what they do, go! Just go! Just go! Because... I really don't want to work with you. Am I being too blunt? But if you're called here, plant your butt solid. Amen. Make it a priority. Be here. You know what they say? uh, Make successful youth ministry. Show up, show up, show up. Be here. 
be here. If it's if the call on Franklin coming to church, and we probably need to make that a little more clear, doesn't do anything for you, go somewhere where it does do something for you. Praise God. Man, I feel like I've just cast some cares. (laughs) Amen. So let's let's look at together. Let's be praying. Let's get before the Lord and say, Lord, you know, what kind of nets would you like us to use? Lord, what side of the boat do you want us to throw on? Lord, lead us, guide us. Show us what our bread is. And then, yeah, open our eyes. And then give us the, the vision. Give us your vision to become fishers of men and do what you called us to do. Whether that means reprogramming, whether that means, you know, uh, reprioritizing things in your life, in my life. Let's do it. Because I believe... That God didn't birth Franklin Covenant Church. Just, you know, hey, here's an idea. We need another church in Macon County. Why don't we just like birth uh, Franklin Covenant Church? No, there's a purpose. There's a purpose. And I think it's an eternal purpose. And I think it has eternal value. And... uh, I'm excited for the future. I really am. Because we're going to quit playing around. You know? If you want to be here, be here. If you don't want to be here, go. You know? That's enough. Lord. You are Lord. We proclaim... That you are Lord. We're no longer slaves to fear. We cast that anxiety on you. And we want to walk in the way that you're leading. We want to cast our nets on the correct side of the boat. The one that you have instructed us. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, each of us as individuals, set it strongly within us. And then... Father, will you give us the impetus and the drive and the desire to do whatever you call us to do with all of our energy, with all of our talent, with all of our resolve, with our presence. (laughs) Lord, I pray that you would build relationships, rekindle all relationships, rebuild relationships that have been broken. Lord, build new relationships that will accomplish your purpose in the earth. That the gospel, the good news of your being king of the kingdom of God, that you would help us shout it from the rooftops. Raise the standard. Be a light on a hill. That we would be your ambassadors 
doing your bidding, your way, for your purpose and your glory. And may we find ourselves in that. May we find our identity in that. God, help us take the nets off the wall and cast them (laughs) into your sea of creation. Lord, thank you. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. And help us. Amen. 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 I just, I can't get away. Now, you may have come this morning. I mean, you did come. But you may have come with a, with a particular desire to receive prayer for something. Or maybe something that I've said this morning or something that we sang to, this morning has stirred something in your heart that you'd like to pray with someone regarding that specific thing. And it could be the Holy Spirit talking on your heart. There will be people on this wall over here, on this side, on this, that will pray with you, that feel like that's a call on their lives. And their heart is in it, and they want the best for you. And that would be the Lord's will for you, right? So, as those people make their way over there, if you don't have any knees and, and you don't feel like you're supposed to be praying, well, then you can, certainly you can fellowship over on this side of the building. Amen? Is that good? Please enjoy fellowship with one another. And don't forget, love one another. God bless you.